I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Doggy Pod, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. Rob Zammett with the Pantastic. I said it last time, Pantastic. Like, fantastic. What is Pantastic? Yeah, what is that? Oh, everyone knows that. Pan is Latin for meaning all. For example, when the dog gets panosteitis, osteo is bone, itis is inflammation, pan is all, affects all inflammation of all the bones. There you go, as the Greek man said on my big fat Greek wedding. And so Pantastic must be... You are just fantastic all the time, Stephen. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> anyway, I'm uh, producer Stephen Peters, and welcome to another info-packed episode. We've got lots to get through today, including when you take your dog for a walk, should you let him or her sniff absolutely everything, which is what my dog wants to do, and I'm sure most dogs do. I mean, if I let my dog stop every time she wanted to sniff something on the footpath, each walk would last for about four hours. That's only if you go 100 yards. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to talk to you about nuts. Yeah, nuts and your dog. Are there good nuts and bad nuts? I've removed some of different nuts from dogs, and we'll talk about that. (laughs) That's from male dogs, I'm guessing, as well. both. Those, yeah, yeah. Mm. Why do some dogs just love swallowing wire objects? Mm. Speaking of things they probably shouldn't eat. Mm. But first, how's the clinic been this week? I'm guessing you've been... Busy as always. There's always something on. At the moment, I'll tell you, the big thing is flies. Flies are causing Um. a lot of bother for dogs, uh, including fly strike. And we had a dog come in with maggots on the tips of the ears. Oh, awful. They get in there. So this is a summer thing, I'm guessing. Very much. Well, summer and in early autumn, we see a lot of fly strike. Flies are breeding and there's lots of them. They get into the tips of the ears and they bite down and they get draw blood once there's a little bit of blood more flies come around they start laying their eggs as well if nothing's done about it and the eggs hatch as maggots in that area wherever it may be so fly strike is becoming a big problem um, talk to your veterinarian about a product that you might use to stop this there's 
good products on the market. I'm going to name one. I don't usually name products, but I've always found this. Is this is not a sponsored post, not by the way. I have no shares in this. It's, a, it's called Repelix, R-E-P-E-L hyphen X. I find Repelix good because I can put it on open wounds. If the flies have already done damage and they're biting down and it's bleeding, I can put it on that. It helps heal it. Um, if there's a wound, of course, anywhere where the dog's cut itself, you can spray onto it. it. Again, it helps heal it, but it stops the flies from getting in there as well. You have to spray it in, in the morning if you can. If you can do it twice a day, morning and lunchtime, even better. Obviously, the flies are not going to be active at night. You'll be fine at night, but get every morning. Now, dogs do hate the sound of the, even the spray. It's just, a, it's just a pump spray, but they hate the sound of it, some dogs. So you can put it on a rag and wipe it very thickly onto your dog. You, and, you know, make sure you put plenty on so that the fly strike does not become a problem for your dog. So fly strike is because there's lots of flies around where your dog yeah. is and they just you know, attach themselves to your dog's ears. Is that... Ears, um, some of the more you know, different areas of the body, certainly if there's any problems, if your dog's got, say, a bit of an itch, they often have a bit, bit of an itch just above the base of the tail and it becomes a bit, you know, they chew at yeah, it. Yeah. It's moist, the flies will go in there. And we see a lot of fly strike where we, you know, people don't know this because the coat's covering things and all of a sudden they're horrified to find these lesions, these yucky moist lesions with something wiggling inside and it's maggots. We see maggots inside dogs' bodies because the, the eggs have been laid there. So not a good look for your dog, another great thing with the toxins and things that are there. People, you know, scientists say, oh, yeah, but they only eat dead meat, so it's all right, it keeps it clean. In fact, during World War II, people would, soldiers in jungles would, would carry a maggot inside a little matchbox. If they got a bad cut, they'd put it inside their cut to eat the dead flesh out, would you believe? Yeah. But not something I really want to see with dogs. You're better off getting rid of the, uh, the maggots, of course, the vet will do that. But you're better off, even at the begin with, ensure it never happens. Use a fly repellent of some kind, one that's made for pets. Don't just go spreading anything on your dog. Spray your dog all over every morning, and that will avoid fly strike with your dog. Of course, make sure you do other things like pick up the poo that's in the yard. Don't leave that laying around the yard. Any rubbish that's going to attract flies, get rid of that. If you've got a compost heap, put that somewhere where it's well away from where the dog's going to be. So the flies are attracted to that and not to the dog. While we're on that, I've just got a quick question. How do dogs get away with having a bone that they chew on that's got, you know, <laughs> still got some meat left on it, and it's actually quite rancid and disgusting? And yep. if a human ate that, they would be very sick for a very long time, yet dogs can just gnaw away on that for days and days and days and no effect. Yeah, look, it, as long as you don't get... Some of the you know, dogs can still get bad bugs like salmonella. I've had dogs that have been dead on arrival, and on post mortem, you find salmonella in their body. Oh. Dogs seem to be able to, to deal with a lot more bacteria in their gut than we can, um, but it's not uh, an absolute. You know, you've got to make sure that you keep things reasonably fresh. For me, I give them a bone. If they don't eat it, whatever they don't eat gets taken away and thrown, thrown out after a few hours. Bones are great. For dogs' teeth, I don't give it to them really for nutrition. I give it to them for flossing and cleaning of teeth. So once once well. they've chewed on it and it's been rolling around in the dirt for a while, yep. you should really get rid of it. I, I don't like leaving it there overnight or yeah, you know, okay. for any length of time. I might give it to them in the morning, and if it's still there in the afternoon, well, that's it. You've had enough. Out it goes. 
And you know me, I don't like chicken bones for dogs. Mm. They cause too, they do cause a lot of problems. There's a bacteria in there that can cause paralysis. So the only type of bones I like are the softer bones, the brisket bones, the lamb necks, uh, lamb ribs, those sort of things are best. But don't let it hang around for days and days on end. Nope, no bone should stay there for too long. I mean, I know dogs will piss up, but they go and bury them in the wild. Mm, exactly. So how do they do that covered in dirt and, and still eat it and not get sick? Well, I guess it, it's sort of a cooking process, isn't it? It's a bit like uh, when you go to some of the tropical islands. They bury their food and you know, put a fire over it, and that cooks it that mm. way. And then out it comes in the uh, very first time that they did that, People would just cover it with sand. They never used to even put in banana leaves or put any protective cover on it, but that's how they'd cook things so as not to burn them. Uh, these days they put a bit more protective covering. Dogs don't. No protective covering. In it goes, especially on a, a hot day, in it, and it cooks it and how that comes the next day. So, yeah, not for me and not for my dogs. Okay, now most dogs, when you go for a walk with your dog, of course it's you know they're they're out of the house for a change, out of the, out of the yard, and the smells would be just absolutely driving them crazy. They just want to have a sniff here and a sniff there. But is that good to let them sniff everything? Because really, you don't go very far if you let them sniff everything. So you're constantly dragging on their lead to keep them moving. Or should you let them have a good sniff around? Is that is that good for them to do that? What's What's too much and what's not enough? Yeah, there are two answers to this question. One is yes, you should let them sniff. The other one is no, you shouldn't let them sniff. Okay, thank you very much. We'll move on now. So why should you let them sniff? Of course, dogs live in a world of smell. 10,000 times plus the sense of smell we have. So they do want to sniff. They wonder what's this smell, who's been here, what dog's been there, that sort of thing. If you let them do it everywhere along the way, especially if you've... talk to other dog people and people say, oh, my dog had diarrhoea the other day and somebody else says, yeah, my dog's vomiting at the moment. You know there's a bit of a virus in your area. If your dog's sniffing everything, your dog will probably pick up that virus. So that's one reason I don't let them sniff all the time. When I'm going for a walk, the dogs come out, have a sniff around for a while, just in my immediate area, usually the front yard or, you know, just a little bit in, in the footpath area have a sniff around, then it's serious, let's go for a walk. The other thing that I want them to do is not sniff every single way because they do want to do it, but if, if you're on a walk and you're on a mission and you're walking faster, your dog thinks, oh, what's going on? And the dog keeps up with you. All of a sudden, your dog is really busy doing that and they come back a little bit more mentally exhausted, which is not a bad thing. Mm. The dog thinks, oh, wow, that was an incredible walk we just went on. And they can relax for the rest of the day. If they're just meandering along and sniffing this and you know, sniffing that, they come home and, oh, where's my walk? Where's my exercise? I haven't really done much today. I haven't, you know, no one's pushed me today, so I don't feel I've done enough. It's, it's a question of balance. Dogs do need to have some sniffing, some, you know, if you don't allow them to sniff at all, ever, it's like trying to get them get yourself to go on a walk while you're blindfolded. Not a lot of fun. So you do let them sniff a little bit. You may want to stop halfway through the walk somewhere that's clean. Not a dog park where there's been lots of dogs because someone might be carrying a bit of a disease, but just anywhere, and the dog will sniff around for a while. Then off you go again, another sniff at the end, and then you're home. That's it. 
but continuous from post to post, tree to tree, a little patch of whatever to another little patch of whatever may not be good for your dog both mentally and physically. Because often they're sniffing yeah, another dog that was there a little while ago and may have uh, relieved itself up against the fence or something like that. Oh, 100%. They leave messages like, oh, yeah, Wilbur's been here. Oh, look, hmm. oh, I can smell Fred's been down here and everybody else has been here. Yeah, and, and that's not so bad. But if it happens continually, especially for dogs carrying disease, it's going to give it to your dog. Mm. So don't overdo it with the smells. Yes, they have to have some. They have to have some enjoyment out there while, while they're on their walk. But they also have to have some industry on their walk, you know, some a job to do. And if all of a sudden you walk like you're on the mission, like it's it's really important you go from this corner to the next corner, your dog thinks, What's on? What's on? And oh. they're walking with you and focusing on you and making sure everything's all right. And they enjoy, they enjoy that because they're they're with you on this hunt, on this mission, on this protection of you, whatever it is that you're doing. Right, let's go, let's go. And they're walking that little bit more determined little bit faster maybe and that gives them good exercise so i shouldn't feel guilty when i'm constantly pulling on the lead to well, get my dog to keep moving don't pull on the lead just yeah quickly come on let's go quick and walk faster come on yeah and talk to your dog dogs love sound they love the sound of your voice and they love you talking to them even if they're not trained to that particular word that you're using just the fact well what's going on come on we're going to go down here the next thing come on are you keeping up with me you're watching me i'm watching you let's go come on they love it. They just love hearing your voice. And you're a good dog. You're keeping up really well. Everything's fine. The world is good. The world's a better place because of your dog. Okay, we all like to give our dogs snacks from time to time. And, of course, some of the snacks that we as humans love are nuts. So are there good nuts and bad nuts? to give to our dogs, Rob? Well, yeah, there can be nuts that are actually toxic to dogs, would you believe? Um, dogs um, don't metabolise certain things that are in the nuts. Some uh, toxicity journals I've read, they don't even know what the toxin is, but they know it causes problems. A thing called black walnuts are very toxic to dogs. And macadamia nuts also can be very toxic to dogs. Macadamias? Yeah. Oh, I love macadamias. Yeah, well, don't go sharing them with your dog okay, because no. you can cause renal problems and liver problems in your dogs. That you know, causes some vomiting and, and diarrhoea to start with and then uh, it can really knock out their, their kidneys and liver. So avoid those nuts absolutely. Then there's the other problem that I've often found. It's not been just one case. It's been quite a few cases where... Dog comes in with a gut ache and I x-ray and it's really weird. There's only this one pocket of severe gas in the gut and I can't get rid of it. I go in and operate and it's in an area called the cecum. The cecum in the dog is like an appendix in humans and it's all filled with gas very often and can cause problems. People say, oh, don't worry about it, it'll be fine. But for me, I've seen it all too often, remove the cecum and things get better just like an appendicitis attack, but often I have found nuts in the cecum. What sort of, like peanuts? Almonds, one thing. Peanuts I've found as well, but almonds. Um, And I had one dog, came from this one family, had uh, um, the, um, what do you call it, pistachios with the the shells. With the shells. With the shells, all stuck in the cecum, just chock-a-block full. And I just 
The cecum, as I said, is like a little side pocket of the intestines. The intestine, have, you have the small intestine, and then there's a junction where the small intestine meets the large intestine, and there's this little pocket in there called the cecum. And I find a lot of nuts in there for some reason. Um, so I avoid giving... If you want to give nuts to dogs, you really should powder them up and make sure that they're not macadamia nuts, not black walnuts, because they can be very, very toxic for your dog. So please avoid those at all costs. But there's really no reason to be giving your dog nuts anyway, is there? There's lots of good foods that we should eat. I mean, nuts are very unnatural. People say, oh, no, they're natural product. In the past, we would climb a tree, grab a nut, come down, find something to bash it open with, eat that, climb the tree back up, get another one. After three or four nuts, we'd say, well, that's enough. Nowadays, of course, we buy them in packets and we just put big mouthfuls in our mouth. Is it even a healthy snack as we think it is? Mm, some nutritionists and doctors are saying, not so good for overdoing it with nuts, with humans even. Certainly for your dogs, do not overdo it. The other problem I do find, people that have macadamia nut trees, dogs swallow the whole thing, the um, in the shell, mm. just for, for fun, and that gets blocked very, very quickly. Uh, if your dog can get to um, nuts that are still in the shell, they will try and swallow the whole thing. I don't know why. I guess they can smell something in there that you've been eating, so I will too. And they often swallow the whole thing whole and it causes blockages in the intestinal tract. So then I have to go and do major surgery to the inter- open up the intestines and you open up the dog's abdomen find the place then cut over the intestine providing the intestine is still um, functioning in that area sometimes it's gone black and you have to cut bits of the intestine out and rejoin the thing so it becomes even a major real major surgery that your dog may not survive avoid the nuts and if you've got nut trees in the in the backyard i would somehow fence them off so your dog can't go underneath them and pick up fallen nuts, especially macadamia nuts. Very, very common to find them in the shell, so at least they're not toxic, but blocking inside your dog's intestine can cause no end of trouble for your poor loved animal. So even even just a handful of peanuts, shelled peanuts? Yeah, I, I, for me, no. If, you, if you're going to do it, you have to crush them so the dog can really um, digest the whole thing. They, they, they don't have the capabilities, I think, of, of breaking them down as much as we have. You know, they don't stay there as long. Remember, the dog's intestinal tract is much, much shorter. It doesn't stay in the stomach that long, goes through the intestine, and if it skips going into the large bowel and goes into the cecum, it'll cause problems. They just don't have enough time inside the stomach to break some of the, these things down. If you want to give it to them, crush them right up. But no macadamia nuts, no use crushing them up. That will cause toxicity in your dog. And no walnuts, because walnuts can be a bit toxic as well. So generally, no nuts for your dogs? No, and it's a big thing that we do, don't we? We remove their nuts. Okay, for um, for me, Christmas seems like a, a distant memory already, but uh, I'm, I know for a fact, Rob, that uh, over this period you've had a few people bring dogs in that have swallowed little baubles that have fallen off the tree, yep. something shiny and, and little pieces of wire and stuff like that that dogs just love. 
why would they bother yeah. even eating or chewing on something like right. as hard as wire or plastic or whatever? Yeah, it's rather weird, isn't it, they do that? I mean, one of the reasons can be just they're shiny and on the tree and hanging around and you know, dogs are playing with them. Next thing you know, how do dogs play? Of course, they play with their mouths and down they go, down the hatch. So that can be a real problem with a lot of baubles. Um, not all of them are made of glass, thank goodness, these days, but they still have usually a metal component that can get caught. I had uh, one dog this year that jumped up and um, grabbed the earring off their own. It's one of those round, you know, those big round earrings mm. with the big um, uh, spike that goes through the ear and swallowed that hole. We so why kept, would a dog do that? No, shiny object on the owner and just grabbing it and pulling it in play, just in play, and swallowed it. Uh, it was a Labrador. So with that dog and with dogs that swallow things like that, I'll often... If I'm not going to go in straight away, if the dog's healthy, I will keep x-raying it and making sure it goes through. How do I make sure it goes through? I get the owners to feed some chicken with brown rice, a lot of brown, cooked, well-cooked brown rice, because often if you feed a dog brown rice, you'll see a lot of it coming out the back end. So it, if you like, it bundles it up and starts pushing it through. So chicken, brown rice, and of course, some oil, just olive oil or whatever oil you have. I add, depending on the size of the dog, between a teaspoon to a tablespoon of oil to that food every day. And we monitor the dog and watch it. They come in daily or twice daily sometimes, making sure it will pass through. The earring was a classic because it was a gold earring, very valuable. We kept <laughs> watching it go through. And you could see the big spike thing, you know, the big, that big spike that earrings have. You could see for, that. For pierced ears, yeah. 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 And it, it was causing no problems. It went through, came in for its x-rays. Oh, it's gone. She said, gone? I've gone through all the... And it was going through all the uh, droppings mm. to find the earring and never found the earring. So the dog oh. passed it. Uh, but where? She doesn't know. She thought she was keeping a very close watch on that dog. However, dogs will also... You know, there could be wire and, and things in your yard. What happens with those with that wire is it goes oxidizes with you know oxidizes means it's if you like it's of course it's just going to rust going to rust mm. and, and there's salt in that there's iron and salt and dogs think mm, that tastes nice and so they start licking at it and chewing at it and they will swallow bits of wire and sometimes they'll get blocked or pierced through the intestines and cause peritonitis which is a real dangerous time for a dog trying to get them through a bout of peritonitis they can often die with it they get uh, high temperatures and fluid in the abdomen, a whole lot of problems that, that you do see when the dog gets peritonitis. But they'll do it because of uh, that, just that reason. It's rusting, it's salty, and they like the taste of that salt. So watch out for any bits of wire in your yard that your dog might be looking at. If it's happening a lot, try and you know, get rid of that wire. If you can't get rid of it, put something on that the dog hates, something like citronella oil or one of the athletic rubs like Metzel or Deep Heat. Smear it on, see so your dog thinks, oof, does not taste nice at all mm. and keeps away from any wire objects. Please make sure you do that. What was that um, peritonitis, did you say? Peritonitis. peritonitis. Yeah. So why, why yeah. else would a dog get peritonitis? Um, you, peritonitis, the lining, yeah, people often you know, pat their tummies and say, oh, it's my stomach. That's not your stomach. Your stomach's an, a, a pouch or an organ which is just under your diaphragm as part of your intestinal tract where your food goes. Your whole, what you call your tummy, if you like, is your abdomen. Mm. Inside there is all is your stomach, your intestines, 
and, and a whole heap of you know, your liver's in there, a whole heap of things, your pancreas. Right around that, there's a thing called the peritoneum. It's a smooth, shiny-looking uh, piece of skin, if you like, that covers that whole area, the peritoneum. If that becomes inflamed and infected, that's peritonitis. Right. And once that occurs, it's a dangerous situation because everything else can uh, become infected. You just literally would implode and die very quickly with peritonitis. Can, what would be a reason that a dog would get that? Um, penetration of the intestines uh, can be a blocked intestine you know, with a rock or something mm. like that because I've, I've had that. I have one dog that has been in three or four times in the last 12 months now because she likes chewing things. She chewed a, a rock. She found a bit of... Um, well, this gets back to nuts too, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. She, she found a bit of tortoise or turtle shell and she swallowed that and that got blocked. So if, of course, if a blockage occurs, nothing can go through and the intestine will rupture and they'll get peritonitis. So any blockage of the intestine, young puppies can get peritonitis because the bowel can sometimes telescope into itself. It's called intersusception. Intersusception causes splitting. Anything that causes splitting of the intestines of the stomach can lead to peritonitis. It can also be a, a, an object from the outside coming in, you know, a big stick, that might go into your dog, come out, but it's gone in and infected that area and you can get peritonitis. Mm. Not common, but when it does occur, it's dangerous as all get up. Not good. Okay, thank you. That wraps up this episode of The Doggy Pod. Uh, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. There's always some other little bits and pieces there um, worth looking at. And we will see you for another episode next week and remember your dog will lower your blood pressure every time every time you come home in hard days work just having your dog lowers your blood pressure so your dog deserves a little bit of time if you can give a lot of time to your dog it's a good day for you after all if at the end of the day you smell like a dog then it was a good day Okay, I don't know if I want to smell like a dog, but um, <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>